0: Hey guys, welcome to The In-Between. We're uh, actually doing this uh, recording completely remotely. The In-Between from afar. The In-Between from afar. (laughs) Um, we, we, We got a bunch of, you know, sickies that we're trying to quarantine everybody away from so the rest of us don't have to, you know, not come to work. Like these slackers. (laughs) Um,
1: And actually, I think we don't have that many sickies, right? I think we have one.
0: One sickie. And everybody's in quarantine because of that one intern. That's right. Mm -hmm.
1: But that has been good that we haven't had a lot, especially amongst the staff that were tested. We haven't had anybody else.
0: Nobody tested positive. positive. No other staff yet. That's pretty nice. it did it's it did though. send Sunday into kind of a a spin that we weren't weren't expecting there to all of a sudden yeah. have you know both our staff preachers go down
1: that's right like yeah, it's kind of true to note for the whole season of everything <laughs> I mean yeah. I feel like even even you know we'd been joking leading up to student camp, but student camp was on four point three, two, five version, you know, that it was still just kind of always trying to make do. And then preteen camp got thrown in cause that was canceled last minute. And so I just feel like we were just talking right before the podcast. It's like nothing, nothing is for sure happened until it has happened. <laughs> That's
0: right. So true. Uh, yeah. It's just where it's, it's where we are. Yep. Um, but Robert Carter got to, Get up there and preach for us this Sunday, and he did a fantastic job. It's yeah. always nice when you can ask somebody to preach and they just jump up there without notes or a Bible and just go to town.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, yeah, I texted you, John. Probably I don't know yeah. ten minutes in, thinking, did he leave that? Did he leave his Bible on the side? <laughs> <laughs> nope.
0: He got up he there. Doesn't need it. Like he you know, got he up there. He he started to come up there, and I was like, oh, he must have forgotten his Bible at the on the front row. And then I looked, and sure enough. Nope. He was just ready to go.
2: You know, he and I had a lunch years ago when I first started talking about, he's one of the guys I went to, one of the men I went to when talking about coming on church staff had, had a long lunch with him one day, all last, all afternoon and talked about, all right, you've been doing this a long time. What do I need to know? What's, what am I not, what do I even know? I don't know. What do I not know? I don't know. Like talk through this stuff with me. And he offered great wisdom, but he, One of them, I think if I remember correctly, he said that he memorizes his sermons. Uh Mm. And so he memorizes them, and especially one like this, that he said he's preached this passage or this general sermon. I'm sure it's not the same every time, although it might be. Mm. Uh, But this general sermon, I think he said he's preached numerous times, which is why he can do it with such short notice. And at first I was like, well, and then he said, it's about whether or not God really is, you know, powerful enough, strong enough, trustworthy enough to take us through the hard times. I was like, on the other hand, yes. Why don't you,
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know, that fits. Yeah. I think maybe we could, we could apply that somehow to what we're learning right now. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. It was kind of funny, even just kind of, again, Robert made some casual mention of how long he's known us and in various different forms, but Robert and I actually met through uh, the strange world of falconry. And so uh, Robert is also a falconer, and uh, and for a while we flew our birds together. He and I, I, he had a male and I had a female, and they were cousins, out of the same breed, and uh, we flew them in a cast together. And that was some of my favorite times was just walking in the woods, listening to Robert uh, just talk. And I think what I now experienced on Sunday, compared to what I experienced in the woods so many times, is is that listening to Robert just walk and preach. And so most of, again, things that just rolled off off the cuff for him were just really embedded in his mind and in his heart. And so he couldn't help, but just share, share those things. And so, yeah, Mm -hmm. it was, it was certainly a gift that he was there.
0: You're saying he should have had a bird on his arm.
1: (laughs) I think it wouldn't have made a difference. I think he would have done
0: the exact same
2: thing. (laughs) That was a, okay. So I got to tell you, here's another challenge. When you get a second search, uh, search for Robert, Car- search for a picture of Robert Carter online. I, I could not find one. That's why I posted the only one I could find literally searching Rob pastor. Robert Carter got me a picture of Pike Weisner before it got me a picture of Robert Carter. <laughs> wow. Um, but I couldn't find it. And yet that's when I went back and looked in our archives for when he would come to the men's event, the open season event with his birds. So that's where I finally found a picture oh. of Robert. That's why the picture that went on the on the on our Facebook stuff was... Him
1: with that? the bird. Yeah. yeah.
2: So I don't know if he's, you know, paid someone to scour the Internet of any photos of him or whatever, but
0: anyway. That's what I would do. Yep. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it was great. It was deeply theological. I was When I was watching it, Please I was Please don't thinking, say you
0: were surprised.
2: No, 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 not at all <laughs> surprised, except I was surprised that in a kind of one-off sermon... He would take yeah. it at depth.
1: That's what I would say. Especially as a guest. Yeah. To yeah. come in. Um, but I think it was super appropriate. Uh, oh, yeah. and yeah, I think we were kind of making a mention of, There was probably some head scratching and there's probably some, you know, people caught up on a couple sentences really having to think through it, but I think it would be exactly what they should do. They really should think through some of the things he said because they were very poignant, uh, and very kind of simple, versions of doctrines and truths that were just kind of again rolling off into his application. I think he had his his main application was rooted in these concepts.
2: Yep. I I really liked it. I enjoyed it.
0: <clears throat> yeah, he's uh it's it's a fantastic thing that we have this, you know we have a, a wealth of preachers in our in our congregation on a Sunday morning, but that we have these guys that are friends with us as well and and actually because y'all are still going to be in quarantine next sunday we're going to have uh, another one of those friends Stephen young with us this coming sunday and i'm super excited about that
2: yep um yeah we get steven just about anytime we can um, you know he's he's been a good friend and trustworthy friend for many years obviously some will remember that uh that we had um uh that their church, the cross Baptist Church, met at what is now South Spring. Was at that time was uh first Baptist South Campus, but they met at noon until like two or two thirty. Or three thirty. With, uh, or three 30.
1: <laughs> thirty. Or four thirty. <laughs> yeah.
0: When I came on staff, um I actually had a joke with them because uh they were here whenever I came on staff here. Um, they were meeting here um, in the afternoons on Sunday. and then. But before I was here, I was at Calvary Baptist, and they met there before they were here. So it was like, you know, I came up and shook his hand, told him that I was uh, leading worship here, and he was like, you just keep following me around. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I guess so. Tell me where we're going next. <laughs>
2: Yep. That's a good, that's great. Yeah. Well, that's not good. <laughs> I don't want you moving over now someplace else just cause he's now over at the cross. Yeah.
0: Evidently I'm going to the cross. Sorry, um, Chris. That's right. I heard there's a song about that. <laughs> there's a few songs about that. <laughs> <laughs> um.
2: So that's going to be great. I'm, I'm excited to get to listen in and, and be a part of listening to what's going on and what he's going to preach this Sunday. i I very much so appreciate him. He's preached numerous times. I think he preached down downtown at first Baptist recently as well. Um, so maybe he, he may even cover some of that same material, but I'm, I'm, I'm always excited to have him. I feel like I learn a lot. He's also who I go to, to help me understand the perspective of a godly man, uh, a godly, a godly man, a godly leader, a godly pastor. Um, who also has experience of being African-American in this community. And I think he's got some, he, he periodically is able to give me some, just some awesome insight that's outside of my normal way of thinking about things. So I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Anyway.
1: And um, it'll also be uh, a Sunday that they'll do an appreciation for teachers, which is right. another kind of world he has his feet into.
0: Yeah. He's administrator. The- yeah, oh, that's, not his, that's not his feet. He's, he's, he's all in.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. <clears throat> I texted you, him yesterday to really tell him cool. that, you know, we needed to um, talk and stuff. And he was like, yeah, um, I'll probably get done with everything around 730. And I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Those guys are going full tilt right now trying to figure out how in the world they're going to do school. Hey, we can't get adults to um, socially distance well, so we're going to try with kindergartners. Oh, my gosh. See how that goes.
2: I don't know about you guys, but it struck me when I was speaking to the 6th to ninth grade boys this last week for just one hour at at student camp. And, you know, we had those um, kind of stretchy mask things that they had. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the gators. Oh, my gosh. Within an hour, if there was a way to wear that on your head, there was a sixth to ninth grade boy wearing it that way on his head, whether it was full coverage or just his hair or his hands tied together. <laughs> <was> like, yeah, <laughs> I was imagining all those fourth grade teachers out there going blessings on you. That's going to be, yep. uh, that's going to be fun. <laughs> I don't know if fun so, is the word I would use. Yeah, exactly. So we're definitely going to be pray, praying for them on Sunday. We so appreciate everybody who's trying to take care of those. Anyway, mm-hmm. there you go. There you go. So that's the next couple of weeks. That's last week. Um, so how, what's quarantine
1: been like for you, Paul, so far? So far, I think it really has been that mantra of nothing is set until it's just happening. Um, which, again, as uh, I'm probably much more of the personality bent, more okay with. I can kind of roll along and have a plan till it's not the plan and then go to the next plan. And it just feels like a, a, you know, kind of an adventure of one problem solving to the next problem solving, um, constantly kind of aiming at a moving target. Uh, but for those who, who can't relate to me probably then can relate to my wife who much more is the, uh, the, the, the planner, the, the strategist, the wanting to have all the ducks in a row. Um, you know, the one that'll be, uh, whereas, I, I pack to leave town, you know, typically about the hour before we leave. Um, she normally starts the week before we leave. Um, yeah. and to have all of that kind of, uh, upended has really been, I think, a, 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 longer season for us. Uh, and kind of one of those things that, uh, in our marriage has caused us to, to make sure that we're, you know, where are we finding our confidence and where are we, you know, kind of putting our, our security, um, as our sabbatical, of course, has, uh, has been pushed off to next year, we weren't sur- certain if we were going to get to go to uh, family camp uh, a week ago. And then, obviously, with the week in between to do student camp, and then that may be affecting now our next plan of trying to get uh, some time of just yeah. her and I together. Uh, and so, it really has kind of been uh, an ever revolving thing that I will say is, you know, and one of those exercises like most, I don't know if I would have chosen it for us or she would have chosen it for herself or for our, our family right now. Um, but the fact that God has chosen it for us, um, we certainly have mm. been, uh, haven't been amiss in the situations to just see what, what he could have to offer to teach us through it. So mm. yeah, I think that that kind of has been, a one of those things that, Oh yeah, I think I learned that lesson. And then another week goes by, Oh, oh, this is how I need to continue to learn that lesson. Okay, I got it now. Uh, we're good, God, thanks. Oh, oh, okay, one more time. Let's just learn this lesson. And, you know, with so many things and probably with, you know, when it comes to our own density and spiritual matters, uh, uh, that this will be an ever-going, ongoing lesson that we could always learn more and more about who's really in control and where we really find our security and our plans.
2: Wow, isn't that the truth? It ties really it's well just an the- advantage Holland. Holland was talking about it's such an advantage. He said it in a funny way, he's like, I can't imagine making it through this if I wasn't a Christian. Huh. He's like, it just, you know, when you're able to, when you're able to have some confidence in, I'm adapting to this, but it's, but it's not purposeless. There's no, uh-huh. there's no, there's, it's, there's no, it's not a valueless experience. It's well, there's probably something God's trying to teach me in this, or at least there's something that I can learn through this because God loves me enough to teach me in in whatever the circumstances and. And so, you know, for that's, that's such a huge advantage when you're going, okay, when well, you look around, so, you know, we didn't get family camp. I mean, I'm supposed right. to be at family camp I'm right now. There now. And Emma and Michael, especially were, you know, well, we're crushed. And, you know, how, what about the pool? And they keep trying to offer solutions because they don't really fully understand why we're not going. Um, but to say, you know, what can we do instead? And that's made some creative opportunities for us to spend time together as a family. That's been neat. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, if there's no meaning, if there's no purpose behind Uh normal life, how much more meaningless will, would stuff like this seem? But when you're able to recognize, no, no, there's, there's meaning and value and purpose in life generally that, that doesn't mean that doesn't minimize by not getting what we want to get to do. Mm. That's, You know, that just means we get to figure out what this is. And that's, that's not, it's not like that's some, some lesson we're inventing right now. Right. I mean, that's every time I think about this, my favorite example is always David. I mean, what we're facing right now is a challenge and is pretty bad for a few people. Um, But, but truly, I mean, King David being chased out of his kingdom by his own son um, all the horror and horrific aspects of all that kind of stuff. And yet in the middle of it, he's going, well, God's, you know, what's God trying to teach me? Even when he's being cursed out by what well, Shimei, I think it's Shimei who's who's cursing him. And then one of his men says, I, I'm going to go kill that guy real quick. And David's like, no, this is God probably trying to humble me like, dude. So we're not coming up with that. We're not coming up with this, uh, Teachable experience here. Just,
1: I think recognizing it.
0: No, humility is not anything new. No.
1: And like thinking. you were teaching Chris to the uh, to the students, the idea of joy. Um, at least I think it was. I, I wasn't yeah. in the teaching, but you were referenced, I guess, by one of the students um, in I think their testimonial video about the idea of, of tapping into. A joy, you know, that we have a bank account that exceeds into eternity, you know, the other right. side of heaven. Um, and even even having that, having the assuredness of an eternal fate, how that changes this life and how it changes how we can act, how we can behave, how we can respond. Um, and to not have that security, yeah, I can't imagine. I can't imagine then, you know, essentially being penniless in that spiritual bank account.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. it's pretty wild I, yeah I think that I think that it probably putting yourself in that situation explains why a lot of things that we wouldn't want to have happen happen inside of these times there's a lot of a lot of the brokenness in inside of this uh, this quarantine that is making people go a little bit crazy um, yeah, and you hear effects of that, and it's like we we know that you know, except for us being able to turn to a God who loves us and has given Himself up for us, who empowers us through His Holy Spirit. That's a that that makes total sense that you would do that, right? Or turn to and that. Especially, or
2: whatever. I mean, you know, for our kids, for my kids, going. Hey, let's let's figure out, you know, what God is teaching us through through missing family camp, or what can we learn, or et cetera. I mean, pick it—the exact wording—and then imagine trying to say, you know, why someone who has died in COVID or lost a job in COVID. I mean, there's there's so much bigger things, and yet the the concept it may get emotionally more difficult, but the concept of you know, like I, like you said, what I taught the students. You know, worry is borrowing fear and sadness from the future, and joy is borrowing happiness and comfort from the future. And then as Christians, we get to recognize that. Even you know, I assume that when the I assume when the early Christians were facing the lions, they were telling themselves, you know, ten minutes of horrific pain, an eternity of joy and no pain, you know, it's that's what I got to do. That's what I got to face. That's what I got to face. So I don't know what they were thinking, but that's what I would think I'd be thinking is, uh-huh. um, it's how a, you face those moments without it. I don't know how you do.
0: Gandalf talking to, uh, is that Pippin? Which when talks about the, um, what death is. Oh, I don't remember that. I I think it's Pippin that's scared of dying and he's like, oh, oh no
2: death yeah, yeah, is- when they're on the yeah, when they're up on the towers, yes mine is spirit. yes
0: yeah, yeah that was a book reference for all of you nerds out there right We have heard of a book We've heard of a book, of a book. It's that thing with the that thing that you buy on your Kindle?
2: Yep. Death is just. A, let's see, the journey doesn't end here Death is just another path mm. One that we all must take Found it um, The gray rain curtain of this world Rolls back and all turns to silver glass And then you see it White shores and beyond A far green country under a swift sunrise Pippin says, well, that isn't too bad And Gandalf says, no, it isn't
0: That isn't too bad
2: Yep Screwtape has a really good reference to that too. when he talks about the way death is, it's you die and you die and you die and then you're through and it is unspeakable joy. And then you see him like the, the left, the reference.
0: It's almost like Lewis and Tolkien talk to each other. <laughs> yep. If you didn't know better, you'd think they were friends.
2: Anyway. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you came back your test came back negative. Uh Paul, so you get to go. Yeah. Us too. That's that's good news. Was, Wait a second, I found it. Oh it's just a one quote, just a tiny bit. You die and you die and then you are beyond death. There's more to it than that, but that's a good start. Also doesn't seem so bad. No, uh uh-uh. uh. Not at all. All right. Well, so normal time, ten thirty, for this Sunday. Hey, or who are who are we interviewing Wednesday
0: night this week? It's Emily. Oh, well, that's so cool. Our, Paul, what's her title? Business administrator. Business administrator. Our business administrator, Emily Grigori. Um, We're going to interview her, her, her tomorrow. Oh, I guess tonight. <laughs> if you get this on Wednesday. Um, so that'll be good. Um, and we're uh, super excited to hear from her. A lot of y'all probably don't know Emily because she doesn't, she doesn't attend church here. Um, yeah. But if you come up, um, she may be the most consistently here person <laughs> of all the staff during the week. Um, well, she's fantastic. And i would super excited to hear about her testimony especially because her and her husband um are 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 ministry involved they 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 minister they Mm -hmm. pursue the gospel so
1: and you can even use this as a as a launching point for when you ask her but even when she was uh interviewing she was saying that they're, you know, super plugged in and involved at Church of the Pines. Uh, and if we required church membership for this job, then this job wasn't for her. And so, yep. which is exactly the type of answer that uh, we, we would want in hiring somebody is that they are plugged in. <laughs> and super so plugged to in church.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. That it would be painful to leave. That's yeah. That as a lay
1: lead leader, they wouldn't choose a profession that would limit their lay lead leadership. You yep. know.
0: It's pretty fantastic. Anyway, I'm looking Although, forward to that.
2: if we can ever convince her to jump ship, we would happily have her ministering here beyond uh-huh. her job. But shes said, I think especially in her role, it's a great – it has been great, and she has handled it so brilliantly and uh-huh. so
0: good. I'm not beyond okay, recruiting people. I do that sometimes. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, here you go. I'm going to read this. This may be a good – Final thing. All right. Um screw this is screw tape letter thirty one. Um all right. Oh wait, gotta find it again. (laughs) Gotta find the exact spot. Um so the the main character or the patient has died. Um so did you mark how naturally Screw Tape, as those of you who don't know what Screw Tape letters is, it's a demon writing to another demon about a Christian. Did you mark how naturally, as if he had been born for it, the earthborn vermin entered the new life. How all his doubts became, in the twinkling of an eye, ridiculous. I know what the creature was saying to itself. Yes, of course, it was always like this. All horrors have followed the same course, getting worse and worse. And forcing you into a kind of bottleneck till at the very moment when you thought you must be crushed, behold, you were out of the narrows and all was suddenly. Well, the extraction hurt more and more. And then the tooth was out the dream became a nightmare. And then you woke, you die and die. And then you are beyond death. How could I ever have doubted it? And then he saw you and he saw them. I know how it was. You reeled back dizzy and blinded more hurt than he than he could ever have been by bombs and he goes on down to the part where he says, and he not only saw them, he saw him, this animal, this be, this thing begotten in a bed could look on him. What is blinding, suffocating fire to you is now cool light to him. It is clarity itself, and it wears the form of a man. So beautiful.
0: Mm.
2: Oh, that's nice. Yep.